Welcome to Understand Murdoch, a podcast from The Post and Courier, South Carolina's largest newspaper. Our award-winning reporters have spent more than a year digging into the Murdoch saga to bring you the latest news and in-depth analysis as we cover the story of drugs, deceit, and death in South Carolina's rural low country. And now we're here to provide quick daily updates on Alec Murdoch's highly anticipated double murder trial in Colleton County. I'm Eric Russell, and I'm here with Jocelyn Greshik. And today was the moment that many people have been waiting for and anticipating. Thank you, Your Honor. The defendant, Richard Alexander Murdoch, wishes to take the stand. Alec Murdoch took the stand, something that had been discussed and debated whether or not he would do. So Jocelyn, uh, we have a lot to break down today, so I will turn the floor over to you. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, Alex said he wanted to testify in the trial. And so, you know, it was totally his decision to make. And while his testimony, I think, could present a lot of issues for his case. I think that Alec is also really the only person out there who can explain a lot of the lies and inconsistencies that prosecutors have pointed out so far. And remind listeners of the biggest hurdle Alec faces in his defense in the trial. Well, I think it's the fact that Alec repeatedly told investigators, family members, and friends that he wasn't down at the dog kennels with Maggie and Paul the night they died. Investigators later recovered a video from Paul's cell phone that was filmed minutes before prosecutors say he was shot, and it places Alec there at the crime scene. Okay, now let's unpack his testimony. How did things start? Well, defense attorney Jim Griffin questioned Alec, and he cut right to the chase. He established Alec maintains his innocence in the deaths of his wife and son. Alec vehemently denied killing Maggie and Paul. Did you take this gun or any gun like it and shoot your son Paul in the chest in the feed room at your property off Moselle Road? No, I did not. Mr. Murdoch, did you take this gun or any gun like it and blow your son's brains out on June 7th or any day or any time? No, I did not. Mr. Murdoch, if you take a 300 blackout such as this and fire it into your wife Maggie's leg, torso, or any part of her body. No, I did not. Did you shoot a 300 blackout into her head, causing her death? Mr. Griffin, I didn't shoot my wife or my son anytime, ever. And as the trial has gone on, there seems to be some thought that Alex's alibi has been busted. What did they say about that today? Yeah, so Griffin quickly addressed that too. So Alec publicly admitted for the first time today that he had, in fact, repeatedly lied to investigators about being down at the kennels and continued repeating the lie for the past year and a half. Mr. Murdoch, is that you? On the kennel video at 8.44 p.m. on June 7th, the night Maggie and Paul were murdered. It is. Were you, in fact, at the kennels at 8.44 p.m. on the night Maggie and Paul were murdered? I was. 
did you lie to Sled Agent Owen and Deputy Laura Rutland on the night of June 7th and told them that you stayed at the house after dinner? I did lie to them. Did you lie to Agent Owen and Agent Croft on the follow-up interview on June 10th that the last time you saw Maggie and Paul was at dinner? I did lie to them. And in the interview of August 11th, did you tell Agent Owen and Agent Craw, did you lie to them t by telling them that you were not down at the kennels on that night? Yes. And did he explain why he was lying? Yeah, he blamed his 20-year-long opioid addiction. He said it made him paranoid and being questioned the night of the killings by state investigators had made him get very paranoid. Alec, why did you lie to Agent Owen, Agent Croft, and Deputy Rutland about the last time you saw Maggie and Paul? As my addiction evolved over time, I would get in these situations or circumstances where I would get paranoid thinking. Uh, and it, it could be anything that, that triggered it. It might be a look somebody gave me. It might be a reaction somebody had to something I did. Um, it might be a policeman following me in, in a car. Um, that night, June 7th, after finding Mags and Paul, 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 don't talk to anybody without Danny with you. All my partners were just repeatedly telling me that. I had a deputy sheriff taking gunshot test from my hands. I'm sitting in a police car with David Owen asking me about my relationship with my wife and my son. And all those things coupled together after finding them, coupled with my distrust for SLED caused me to have paranoid thoughts. Normally, when these paranoid thoughts would hit me, I could take a deep breath real quick and just think about it, reason my way through it, and just get past it really quickly. On June the 7th, I wasn't thinking clearly. I don't think I was capable of reason. And I lied about being down there. All right. And I, I know Alec has cried quite a few times while sitting at the defense table during the trial. Did he get emotional in the stand today also? Yeah, he frequently cried and rocked back and forth. And did Alex give any sort of new alibi for the day and night of the killings now that he essentially admitted that he was initially lying? Yeah, he said he saw Maggie at Moselle that morning before she left for a doctor's appointment in Charleston. And he went to work at his law firm. And then when he got back to Moselle that evening, he rode around the farm with Paul. Then he said he went up to the main house and took a shower and then changed into the clothes he was found to be wearing at the crime scene. And by that time, Maggie had returned to Moselle and they all ate dinner together. 
Alec testified that Maggie had asked him to go down to the kennels with her, but since he'd just taken a shower and it was a hot and muggy night, he didn't want to go outside again. So she and Paul left to drive down there. But after a few minutes, Alec changed his mind and he got into a golf cart and rode down to the kennels where he saw their dog Bubba running around with a chicken in his mouth. And that's what the family can be heard discussing in the video that was filmed by Paul, correct? That's right. And Alec said that after he got the chicken away from Bubba, he got back in the golf cart and returned to the house. So just to clarify things, his new alibi is that he did go to the kennels, but just for a few minutes. That's what he said. And remind us of the time that the video was filmed and that it's important. So it stopped recording at 8.45 p.m. And Paul's phone stopped communicating just four minutes later at 8.49 p.m. And so this is when investigators believe Paul and his mother were shot. And did Alec continue to explain his whereabouts that night? Yes. So after returning to the main house from the kennels, he said he may have dozed off for a few minutes, but then he decided to go check on his mother at Almeida. He tried calling and texting Maggie to let her know that he was going to leave, but when she didn't answer, Alex said it didn't really worry him. Uh, The whole Moselle property had pretty spotty cell service, and he knew Maggie was down there with Paul. Okay, and did anything else interesting come from Griffin's questioning of Alec? Yeah, a couple things. So Alec really emphasized his deference to sled agents during their investigation. He said he gave them full access to him, his properties, his cars, you know, basically whatever they needed. And he also said he had repeatedly suggested to sled agents that they should extract GPS data from his Suburban, and then also his and Maggie's cell phones, which I think showcases one of the more interesting aspects of this case. Okay, and and what aspect would you say that is? Well, remember, Alec was a respected trial attorney and part-time prosecutor for more than 20 years. He's done investigative work before in his cases, like getting GPS and cell phone data. So, he knows how police officers generally go about their jobs. And Alec also testified that he told sled agents that if they could get this GPS data, it would exonerate him. He said he knew his Suburban, his cell phone, and Maggie's phone never crossed paths that night. Okay, and we know investigators did end up getting GPS data from Alec's Suburban And they were able to get some location data from his phone. But what about Maggie's phone? Yeah, so they actually never recovered GPS data from Maggie's phone. By the time investigators could do a full extraction on it, the data from June 7th had already been overwritten. Okay, I know prosecutors have used Alex's alleged financial crimes as his primary motive in the slayings. Did Griffin address this at all? Yeah, he asked Alec about the confrontation he had with his law firm's chief financial officer the same day Maggie and Paul were killed. The CFO was asking him about some missing fees from one of Alec's cases, which he readily admitted on the stand that he'd stolen. 
but he said he lied to the CFO about it that day, assuring her all the money was where it was supposed to be. And prosecutors, you know, they say this conversation impressed upon Ellick how soon his schemes might be revealed. But Ellick testified today that, you know, while it made him a little nervous, he didn't feel any immediate urgency in dealing with his wrongdoings. And what about the boat crash case? Yes. So remember, this is the 2019 fatal boat crash in which his son Paul had been criminally charged and Alec had been named in a related civil lawsuit. And there was a hearing scheduled for June 10th, during which a judge may have forced Alec to hand over financial records. And prosecutors also contend that this hearing had threatened to expose Alec's crimes. But Alec said today that even if a judge had ruled against him in that June 10th hearing, all Alec would have been required to produce was a document listing his assets and liabilities, not any sort of detailed bank records. Okay. And so did prosecutors get a chance to cross-examine Alec today? They did. And it seems like lead prosecutor Creighton Waters is going to take this opportunity to really grill Alec about all his alleged criminal activity, not just the murders of his wife and son that he's charged with. Okay, and what what do you mean by all? Well, Waters focused a lot of his cross today on the 99 financial crimes that Alec's also been charged with. And Alec repeatedly admitted to stealing his client's money on the stand today, but he really couldn't recall any specifics about conversations he'd had with these people or how exactly he went about deceiving them. And this seemed to really frustrate Waters. Can you tell me about one of the conversations you had with all of these people? Just one. I can tell you. you, What was going through your head and how it went down when you sat there and looked them in the eye and convinced them that you were doing them right while you were lying to them and stealing their money? Yes, sir. I had a lot of conversations with a lot of my clients that I cared about. And so I, I will tell you that I had conversations with them where I misled them and I lied to them and I took their money. And... Um, that was a, a, a number of times. Okay. But you're asking me. Just one specific one, Mr. Murdoch. Every single, every single one of these clients, I would have had conversations with it's, at some it's point. Fine, it's but fine. this particular, like Mr. Waters, that disbursement sheet, I didn't have. There was never a sit down with Miss Mallory about the dispersing the money. You don't recall talking to her about the status of her case and telling her lies and convincing her that you were on her side. You don't remember that. No, I definitely remember that, but that's not what you asked me. I had numerous conversations with Miss Mallory, you know, about this case. But the fact is, is you were asking me about me sitting down with this disbursement sheet, looking her in the eye and convincing her. And and I'm telling you that that didn't happen in this case. It seemed like Waters was trying to impress upon jurors that Alec had for an entire decade, looked his clients in the eye over and over again and lied to them. And that maybe Alec was doing the same thing to jurors today. Will Waters still be cross-examining Alec tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Waters didn't even get into Maggie and Paul's desks today. 
Well, all right. We will look forward to hearing more uh, from Alec tomorrow, and we will be back to break that down once again. As always, thank you, Jocelyn. Thanks, Eric.